Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast Unfiltered with me, Taylor James. And me, Emma Tyndall. This is the podcast where we delve into the weird and wonderful, where no concept, conspiracy theory, or conversation is off limits. So join us as we open up shop next door, turn the base up, and have even more of a waffle. I'm excited for this week's episode. It's <laughs> all about nervous. festivals. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've got a good mix of like. No, stories. it's just because my friends are absolutely disgusting. Like. <laughs> oh no, I'm excited for this then. How was festival? If, speaking of, I don't know if you can still hear it in my voice. <laughs> that weird husky thing <laughs> again. Um, it was good. I I just wish I had self control. <laughs> Because there is not many chances I'm going to get to, like, <laughs> go backstage and interview, like, pop stars and stuff. And the, the first night at a festival is always the worst. You get there, like, you go a little bit wild. And that's exactly what happened. I lost my microphone. I went there with the intention of, like, speaking to people. None of my, none of my like, requests got approved. <laughs> I was just like, well, do you know what? I'm just going to fake it till I make it. Ended up chatting to Scouting for Girls, ended up on stage with Scouting for Girls. Then thought, do you know what? I'm going to see what else can I could get away with. Ended up on stage with Gok Wan. Um, had a little what? mini waffle with Becky Hill. Um, yeah, example, gave me a high five. Mate, that sounds class. It was good, but I just, I, I'm not as young as I used to be, Emma. Can't keep up. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. But it was good. 
I'm very grateful Good. of the opportunity. It was, yeah, I had a belter of a weekend. And met, met up with Alex, obviously, from the show. Yeah. Like, randomly Alex walking Norman. up the field. And he was like, Taylor. I was like, Alex. <laughs> we ended up <laughs> camping and then we ended up just going wild with him and his missus for three days. Don't you uh, just love when that happens at festivals? Like, the amount of times I try to meet up with people when I go. And then that, that for some reason, is really difficult. But then the amount of times you'll bump into someone like the chances of that happening are so rare and yet at festivals it just seems to happen all the time it's all so the weird. time and it's like if it happened in a supermarket you'd be like oh for fuck's sake here we go yeah but at a festival you're like oh my god i haven't seen you for ages <laughs> also Literally. on this subject i don't know if you can see this oh my gosh you got need to give a shout out to a clothing they kitted kitted me out very kindly for the festival that looks so cool do you have any uh waffle weekly waffle related festival pet peeves you know what i do and i feel like i've, I've said it before on unfiltered and i'm gonna say it again because it pisses me off that much but it's the whole picnic blanket brigade i think that's a good one and also um I had this quite a lot of Glastonbury, which is weird because normally the Glasto crowd's pretty chilled. But mm. I was trying to get to my friends who were right in the middle of George Ezra. Um, and I'd just woken up from a nap and I was late and I was trying to get in there. And this like group of people wouldn't move out my way. And I was on my own. It's not like I was, you know, when people have the yeah. like long trails of people trying to get to the front, like that's wanky. I was literally, yeah, I was literally on my own, like trying to get through and this woman was like mm, well you're not getting through here and I was like mate are you actually gonna make me stand on my own for this entire set when all of my friends are literally there where that flag is and she was like mm, not my problem so I was like oh you need to Ugh. do you know what I mean just like be happy did you go around them or did you just like went through them Taylor I went fucking through oh, them good like, I'm you... proud of you for that yeah thanks I would or I would have stayed there made an absolute point of singing horrendously <laughs> to George Ezra that would have also been a, a solid plan B. Um, but I just powered through in the end. I was like, you need to learn to be nicer to people. Yeah, be kind. Is it sad or is it sweet? I don't know, Emma. You tell me. We're about to find <laughs> out. Is it sad or oh, is it gosh. sweet? Well, keeping with the festival theme, I want, I'm annoyed that I obviously, I told that sad or is it sweet about me leaving my number in that guy's tent. True. a few weeks back but upon the uh collation of stories over the past couple of days my <laughs> friend actually reminded me of a story uh where I think it I'm fits it sad, already. It <laughs> I don't think it's actually either of these things but you can say is it sad or is it sweet or is it neither for this one because I don't okay. think it's either but <laughs> it's the best I can come up with so um Reading Festival we were 17, I think, and my best friend and I were going ham, like our first festival and um, camping with all of our friends. And she uh, was getting with this guy and wanted to bring him back to our tent. Uh, so in true best friend fashion, I gave up the tent for the shag, you know, priorities. Um, nice. And uh, <laughs> I know best friend points, right? Um <laughs> I say gave up. She basically forced me out. I didn't really have a choice. Um, but for the purpose of the story, I, I voluntarily left, uh, vacated the area, and then was like, fuck, well, I don't have anywhere to 
sleep now. So I actually ended up sleeping in my ex-boyfriend's tent. <laughs> he was on one side and I was on the other. And I only know this because our other mate came in halfway through and he said he was absolutely wanking and just plopped himself in the middle and was really confused to see that the two of us were uh, in the same tent. <laughs> so my question is, I guess, is it sad or is it sweet that I uh, gave up my tent for my best friend to have sex in? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it on its head with this. Okay. I think that's quite sweet what you did. Fair play to you, best friend. But I'm also gonna throw another S in there. Survival. You bear grilled <laughs> the shit out of that. You adapted and overcame that awkward situation that you were in, and you survived the night. Yeah, A noble act. Sweet. One would say. I think fair play to you. Fair play. Thanks. I'm petrified about this bit now. Why? Absolutely petrified because I don't know what's coming. <laughs> but obviously, with festivals, we've all had horror stories. We've had some of the highest of the highs at festivals. Some of us literally highest of the highs. I mean, that guy at festival was, his teeth were chattering like no one's business. And some of the lowest of lows, like the toilet situations at mm-hmm. festivals. Like first of all, they didn't have they didn't have portaloos, and I didn't think I would ever be the person to say I miss portaloos. What a festival are you at that doesn't have portaloos? They had like bins, and it was basically just like a toilet seat hovering up above a bin, oh. and you had to throw sawdust. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Just awkward because then if you take a scoop of sawdust, everyone knows what you're then going to do. but i just love how festivals all etiquette just changes slightly doesn't it i mean yeah like anything goes at festivals and i think this week obviously our format is slightly different because we're hearing from all of you guys at home about your story (laughs) um the best and the worst and my god did you deliver because (laughs) some of these are absolutely gold um but Taylor and I were sort of collating the stories and we were like, we can see that there's a few key trends, right? So the stuff coming in, we've got your drugs slash alcohol related stories, plentiful. The, obviously the toilet stories. We all have a, a pretty good toilet <laughs> we've all story. Got our our story. Um, sex stories, which, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> some of these I can't even feel. Um, and then we've got the, classic only acceptable at a festival kind of stories so yes. that's how we're going to try and divvy these up um but i, I don't think really this is know very well to put together very Thank well put. i think to be fair one of the first questions before we get into the nitty-gritty would have to be mm. like do you have a favorite festival like is like do you have a highlight oh do you know what i'm gonna say it and everyone's gonna roll their eyes and be like obviously but it has to be glastonbury Oh God! Obviously, see here I we know. go. So my Oops, friends and I, <laughs> my friends and I have been to a, a different f- festival pretty much every year since we were mm. sixteen, and we went to Glastonbury for the first time when we were twenty-three, and we had that same outlook as you, like, oh, everyone goes on about it being the best ever, like, yeah. that, you know, blah blah blah, and. Honestly, I can say that it changed 
my like whole perspective. I think. Oh, I thought you were about to say life. Then I was like, oh. I mean, I would go as far as to say that because it's just such a different experience to anything you can imagine, and um. Noel Gallagher did this post about Glastonbury this year after he performed his headline set. And I honestly think it just encapsulates the whole thing. He says, there are literally hundreds of festivals in the world and I should know because I've played most of it, if not all of them. The funny thing is though, there's really only one festival in the world in the truest sense of the word. Glastonbury is more important than Christmas. Glastonbury is more fun than New Year. Glastonbury can be brutal. Glastonbury can be magical. The weather, who gives a shit about the weather? No one I know. The music, who gives a shit about the music? No one I know. Who's headlining? Who cares? No one I know. It's not about hippies or liberals or peace or love or politics, although all of the above do try to hijack it from time to time. Glastonbury is whatever you want it to be. Glastonbury will change your life. And if it doesn't, then I suggest you get a fucking life. That's deep. Right? I just think that that whole just encapsulates it all. Um, I won't go on about it, but I genuinely think that's my favourite. But what about you? No, I love that. I love that. I'd say it all the time, but like I love how music and all of this kind of the impact it can have on people's lives. I think my favourite one would have to be, and it's going to sound so cheesy compared to like what you've just said, but it would have to be like V Festival, like growing up. Like mm. a group of like me and my friends used to go pretty much every year. And it was just like guaranteed four days of like CERN music, beers, laughs with your mates. And yeah, it just, it was weird because best of all was at Western Park this year where V Festival used to be. And it was so weird because I feel like I had like muscle memory walking around expecting certain stages and stuff to be there that weren't there. And yeah and it's stuff like that like it really takes you back and I, I was like oh and it's always yeah. around this time as well and like the memories on Facebook and stuff like that start oh. popping up and you're like oh I just want to be in a field with a beer with some live music totally and there is no other feeling like it like when I meet people who are like mm, I'm not really a festival person I'm like why yeah I understand if you don't like camping and you don't like crowds fair enough it's probably not for you Mm. but even then I don't know I do think maybe we glorify them because in the moment sometimes you know when you've woken up and your mouth is as dry as a nun's vagina and you can't find water (laughs) and you're literally like (laughs) about to (laughs) pack up and go home but the highs really make up for it yeah (laughs) I couldn't have put it better myself. (laughs) Shall we dive into some of these listener stories then? And you don't want to, but (laughs) we're going to have to. (laughs) Let's start off with some light toilet humour, shall we? I feel that's a good way to ease us in. So I, I have a personal one with this. Okay. And I'm one of those people that I'll get up early in the morning at a festival and I will go for a shower. I can't do the whole baby wipe thing. Like tried it, felt minging. I was like, no, I will queue up for a shower at a festival. Now, <laughs> I know there's been times at festivals when you've got to go, you've got to go. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do this before anyone starts pointing the finger at me. But when I opened the shower door to go in to clean myself, <laughs> someone had... <laughs> yeah had done no. a shake and didn't he flush it 
and it was disgusting. In the shower? <laughs> in the shower. And literally, it still haunts me to this day. And I still talk about it because it is, it just, it shook me to my core when I opened that <laughs> door. Oh, Ugh. God. Yeah, that's a bad one. That's a bad one. I also one. have another one, which I can't work out if this is better or worse when it comes to toilets. But a friend of mine thought she had lost her phone when she went to the toilet. No. So, Yeah. So she went back to said toilet to try and find her phone, convinced after a few drinks that she dropped it down the toilet. So she was there trying to find her phone. Not rummaging. Yeah. And then her friend opens the door. I'm like, you gave it to me before you went to the toilet. The phone was literally in her back pocket. So she's literally just rummaged shit. <laughs> shit for nothing. Oh, so we had a few Portaloo stories, um, various ones in terms of being locked in one, stuck in one, getting someone wrote in and said that they got their foot stuck in between the ledge and the door. So like right where the shit all goes down, her foot was like stuck in there. <laughs> uh, Do you know what I will which... say about those toilets that were quite nice? Every now and again, you get like a little bit of a nice breeze. <laughs> breeze? <laughs> breeze. <laughs> And you're like, oh, that's an expected little pleasantry. I totally totally know what you mean. (laughs) But then it can kind of move your channel of, uh, well, for girls anyway, it like moves the channel of piss from... It's true. That's the next cube. Praying around. Oh, unless you're in that next cube. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Um, We also have um, somebody wrote in and said that she saw a boy at Boardmasters go into one of the portalies. And while he was in there, a group of guys came over and pushed the portaloo over. That's my worst nightmare. Which is actually horrible. Like, I'm all for having a laugh and fun. And I don't know if they knew the guy or not. Um, But that's, like, fucking disgusting. (laughs) Fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would traumatise me. I don't think I'd ever go to the toilet again. <laughs> well, I've got one more which segues into our next uh, topic. So <sighs> this girl wrote in, Steph, uh, saying that she saw a threesome taking place in a one of the the green toilets at Glastonbury and for anyone who's been there literally like cattle grids of toilets with just a hole and they're the worst ones basically um but you can see everything like you can see heads and feet they so, like you can like they, no, they people were just no. having a threesome in one of them and my question here is like let go you know do do what you got to do threesome's fantastic but why there of all places would you decide you have that you're horny? And I'm not. What? Who goes to the toilet and thinking like four? Here we go. <laughs> but they were literally who? like getting all getting with each other, and then apparently clothes were coming off. Yeah. No. What day of the festival? If it was day one, hmm, kind of get it, but not like day three or four. If day three or four, like you are going to hell for that. That was rotten. <laughs> Okay, it's funny you say that because I had three people <laughs> right. Oh, it was those three. <laughs> no. You better not have been those three. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, so we've got 
I had a guy go down on me on day four of a festival. I can't do this. I, I went <laughs> I went down on a guy on day five at this makes it worse, Reading Festival. Not uh, cute. No, that's the worst festival I've ever been to, Reading. But Never again. kind of a rite of passage, you know? Yeah. So you yeah. did it. Um, oh, these are rotten. One, this is actually going to make it, I don't think you're going to be able to listen to this. You might need to block your ears, but I have to read it out for the listeners because it's just too good not to. Um, <laughs> not changing my pants the whole four days while at a festival and then shagging on the last night and accidentally leaving the crusty knickers in his tent. <laughs> the show is over. <laughs> this is it. Who? <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to take. It. I think I'm gonna have to go. I'll be back in a minute for that. <laughs> oh my god, he's literally gone. <laughs> he walked away. These people realise that we can see them. <laughs> we can see their names. <laughs> the the thing, people that they send this stuff into us. Honestly, that's what this whole thing has taught me: is that people really trust me. <laughs> They're like this. This is anonymous, right? I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm gonna know. <laughs> oh no, Emma, that's <sighs> that's made me feel funny. Why would you proudly say that? Why? Where were you, the rest of your clean underwear? I really don't know, but I'm oh, sweating. But what are your general views on sex at festivals? Because you know, in those environments, you're free, you're letting yourself go, you're loving life, like, obviously. I'm not letting her pants sex. go by the sound of things. <laughs> but, like, sex plays a part in, you know, letting those endorphins rush or whatever. Yeah. But would you have sex at festival? Um, On day one, I think I would. I probably would, well, I have. <laughs> day yeah. one. Nice. Not day two or three. Or really? Four or five. But you shower as well. I think, yeah, to be honest, to be fair, if, if, mm, if they were showering, and obviously I shower. We're so different. I'm a baby wiper through and through. And um, yeah, like, I think you're all in the same boat, you know? I think as long as you'd be safe with it, surely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously. I want some. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know whether to say this. <laughs> I once hooked up with someone at a festival and in the morning could not find my welly anywhere. Like I was like, I, it's gone, it's lost. So I, I had to walk back to my campsite with one welly on. Then my friend came out and he was literally like, Emma, you look at absolute state right <laughs> But again, something which is totally unacceptable in real life at a festival, just, just kind of... Exactly. Well, I think this is the thing, though, isn't it? Because people do go, and there is an element of freedom, mm-hmm. like just so that there's no, there's no judgment. I mean, we're saying here as we're sitting here judging people, <laughs> there is no judgment when it comes to festivals. Like you, everyone's there to have a good time. Like it's just four or five days of just music, beers, your friends, good times, mm-hmm. and I think some of the I've made some of my best friends at festivals. I have some of my favourite memories and I now listen to songs that remind me of like those festivals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, like I wouldn't change them for the world. Like I, I think I'd still be that like 40, 50 year old still going to festivals. 
Definitely. Yeah. Oh, don't you love it when a song comes on and it's that weird kind of nostalgia where you feel so sad but happy to yeah. hear it because it reminds you of like being in that field or in that crowd. Yeah, I Just love like it. Certain songs when I was like the sun setting and like someone's mm. on and <clears throat> I remember and it's it's so random um hearing Sia sing I think she wrote Rihanna's Diamonds. I think she she was the original writer of the song. Um and it, the sun was set in and was watching Sia at V Festival and she sang Diamonds. And every time I listen back to that song now, I'm like, because in that moment, and to fair, even at whenever at festivals, like you're not worried about anything that's going on on the outside world. You're not worried about money. You're not worried about what people think of you. You're not worried about social media because you've got no signal. Like mm-hmm. you are just there in the moment. And I, I think it's incredible. Speaking of things that are only acceptable at a festival, yeah, brings us on to our next theme. <laughs> these are all these are all quite low part. Don't worry, we've we've covered the worst of the cringe for you. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, someone wrote in saying that she bumped into her old boss at this festival, and they got high together. Wow. Uh, which you know would not probably happen on the outside world, but in a festival, it's okay. Um. I like and, that. I yeah. mean, I would never get high with any of my bosses. <laughs> mm, with them, I reckon. Mm. So this is quite a good story. We've got, on the Thursday of Glastonbury 2014, I bartered with the sausage roll van to give me one for a discount price. In brackets, I was a student at the time. I was on a tight budget. They told me I could have the one that was on display. I ended up getting hideous food poisoning and was severely unwell for the rest of the weekend. I was lying in my tent with my head in the Sainsbury's bag for three days straight, listening to headline acts from my vom pit. Never again shall I barter for a mystery meat pastry. <laughs> no. I know. That's, oh, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> Miss Dolly Parton and everything. No. Oh, that's actually really heartbreaking. Isn't it? I mean... I, I think I just would have just gone without food. Can we talk yeah. festival food, actually? Oh, yeah. And I think this, this is the thing about, like, it's only acceptable at festivals as well. Like, the amount they charge for a small <laughs> tray of noodles and curry sauce. Only except I would not, if I went to, the, like, the Chinese restaurant and they served me that small portion of noodles and curry sauce, I, I wouldn't, I would be, ref- for, like, for £13, absolutely no way no way you don't even know what's in it (laughs) It i paid how much did i pay 12 pounds at glastonbury for six fingers of halloumi and by fingers i mean they were like this big i even said to the guy like can you not fill the funnel up and he was like yeah for an extra pound i was like you twat oh i know worst kind of people yet we pay it you know I know you've obviously got to survive, haven't you? Speaking of stomach. <laughs> speaking of survival, this is a great story. So, uh, so uh, this girl wrote in saying, um, "I wrote kisses for Ket on a sign at Boomtown five years ago, in the hope of getting some free drugs." Hashtag needs must. <laughs> I ended up getting with this guy. He's now my boyfriend, and we live together with a dog. Lol, true love exists. <laughs> Oh, do you know I feel like that's redeemed the, the grottiness of our listeners. <laughs> I love that. 
do you know what's funny along the same kind of lines we made friends with these people at festival this year and they were a big they were a big i can't remember the name of the band they were a huge fan of the band that were playing anyway and they've been messaging back and forth because he was getting ready to propose and because we had access to this like press pit we managed to get them on stage and like he proposed the crowd went wild and then it was like we were like running backwards and forwards every time like the guy the lead singer spoke like trying to capture it on video just in case like we missed anything um but yeah so true love does exist especially at festivals everyone loves everyone don't they i really want to get proposed to at a festival do you yeah do you reckon it has to be like does a certain band have to be playing or a certain song have to be playing for that to happen uh, yeah, but like something that we both love. Like if there's a song or a right. band that's playing where we know. If someone proposed to me like during like Jason Derulo or something, I'd be feeling... Oh yeah, no, 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 no. It would have to mean something, 100%. Um, what's the no, best act you've it. seen? Do you know what? I really struggled with this <clears throat> because I feel like I've seen quite a lot of people like, especially like headline festivals and... I don't want to say like the usual, like Beyonce, like mm. it was just like hearing those trumpets, crazy in love, open a festival when you've been drinking all day, like with your mates. And it's just like, bear, bear, da, 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 da. and you just know, like even saying it like now, like it's so cheesy, it but like, yeah. oh yeah. But I think would have to be Eminem. Like it was at that era where Eminem had just kind of had a big comeback at Fee Festival. Like it was, he brought Rihanna out to sing Love the Way You Lie. Like D12 were there and they did like a few, like obviously those songs. And it was just like, it took me back. It took my friends back to like being a mm. kid and like listening up, growing to those songs. And it was just like, yeah, it was just, it was just perfect. Mm-hmm. So I think probably Eminem for me. That's a good one. That's How are a good you? one. It's so difficult. I I can't like I I the problem is as well with me in festivals, I tend to get so fucked that I only really remember like a few of them. <laughs> I look back at pictures and I'm like, oh yeah, I look like I'm having a really good time. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> but one that actually really sticks out to me, I don't think it's by any means the best set I've ever seen, but it 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 resonates I'm not really sure why maybe it was kind of like the whole coming of age thing but I was I would think I was 16 first ever festival at Reading we were watching Imagine Dragons and um okay there's quite a few guys in my friendship group uh ratio to girls and all of the girls were like on the guys shoulders and we were all watching it and I just remember looking around it was just a moment and like looking back at that and then having the friendships that we all have now and like we still go to these festivals and we still do all this stuff we even have our own festival my best friend jack has a festival called jack fest which i told you about in cornwall and we they all go every year and it's like such a big part of like who we are so sometimes i think when yes festivals can be amazing but going back to what noel was saying like it doesn't matter about the lineup it doesn't matter about the music as much as who you're with and the memories that you make that was beautiful. <laughs> that was oh, what a roller coaster this has been. 
I don't want it to end. I'm just looking at the time. My gosh. Have you ever been hit um, in the head with a cup of wee? Oh. <laughs> this is the reason I hate English festivals. Go to a festival abroad. They don't do that shit. They have like decorum and they're, yeah. <laughs> Um, don't you love yeah. it when you when you feel liquid and you're like, oh, is it warm or cold? Is it cold. It's warm. It's <laughs> no- <laughs> I've literally been to so many festivals. The, the first one I ever went to, like this girl had spent so long getting a makeup, like her hair done. And we literally just stepped foot into this tent. And I'm pretty sure it was like Tinchy Strider or somewhere, someone who'd just come on the stage. And it was just like, bam, cup of piss. Oh, if, but it's just like, why? Why? Just, if you've got to go, you've got to go. But pour it on the floor. Do not throw it. It is... It is Vile. Have you ever been... So, obviously, at, like, the big festivals, when there's huge headliners, people will stand at the front all day. Um, yeah. And I was watching an interview a few Glastonbury's ago where this woman was sort of, like, talking to the news, and she was like, yep, I can't even remember who she was waiting to see. Maybe Dolly Parton or something. Um, but she was like i've been training my bladder to hold my urine in for like seven hours like she'd been training for glastonbury so that has come kind of like sas style shit that is right for me fair play to her have you ever done anything like that absolutely not i have two sips of water i'm like oh gotta go (laughs) i'm 30 now emma (laughs) literally it's it it hurts to hold it in yeah. You gotta go, you gotta go. The closest I've ever got. We got pretty close at Paul McCartney. Like we could see him without zooming on our phones. Yeah. Um I got pretty close to Miley. But other than that, I'm like, it's actually not even worth it. No. I like to have I like to have like a bit of space where I can throw some shapes. Yeah. And some piss. <laughs> and some piss. <laughs> I've never done and that. And some feces. <laughs> Oh, so we get to very different festivals. <laughs> Speaking, oh, I actually have to read out one more. Do you have any more? Sorry, I feel like I'm just getting no, story after no, story. I, but this no, is... they've, they've shut on over my, well, <laughs> I shout but no, literally, no, no, nope. Um, so going back to like looping back round to being absolutely off your rocket, um, someone wrote in saying, my friend taking a time to have a sit down at rave because they were so fucked. I asked him if he was okay and he looked so sad and said no. <laughs> Turned to me with tears in his eyes and said, my name's just been put into the goblet of fire. Deadly serious and so upset. <laughs> <laughs> so You good. have got to be on some level <laughs> to be worried about your name being put in the goblet of fire. <laughs> It's making me want to like pack my tent and like go back now. Honestly. And you know, some of those people, like some of the conversations that you have with people at festivals, which are just absolutely ridiculous and bizarre and beautiful. It's just. And it's right because some of these people that you're making connections with, like the likelihood of you actually ever bumping into them again are very, very low. And I, I love that about festival because you get so many different characters. Like everyone's there to have a good time. Like you can be talking absolute nonsense with someone that you're never ever going to see again, but you remember yeah. that conversation like probably for yeah. years. It's, it's you, you won't remember their name. It's, it's it, uh, I love it so so much. I just hate the fact that I'm getting older because now I'm leaning more into like 
I have to take an inflatable mattress. <laughs> I have to make sure I've took enough water. Yeah. I took more water this year, to best of all. Than alcohol. Than alcohol. Now, tell me you're getting old without telling me you're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't think that there can't there is an age on festivals either. And I think that's why it's so incredible. Yeah. Like my cousin, um, she has a three-year-old and they all still go they were at wilderness a couple of weekends ago and they still have just as much fun okay yeah they've got kids now but being there and having that experience and having a few drinks it's still I guess when your values change like that's potentially festivals is one thing that's still a constant I'd love for my kids to grow up around that Mm. because I mean we didn't discover it until like I mean I didn't go to festivals as a kid I went when I was like I think I was like 17 when I went to my first ever festival. And if I had that kind of like, I don't know, exposure to those kind of things, Mm. I think earlier on, I think I would have made a hell of a lot more effort to try and go to Glastonbury, to go to the ones abroad and stuff like that, rather than the usuals. Totally. So, yeah. Before we move on to Sing It or Sack It, have you got any other uh, stories for me? One thing that someone wrote in and said was Mm. taking photos at festivals when you're in the crowd. Now, I don't know. I've never, ever thought about this or even at gigs in general. But can you just imagine the the amount of photos we're in the back of at festivals? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know like when people are filming or we're singing along and stuff like that, like... Imagine how many videos and photos we've actually ruined just by like singing or being in the back <laughs> of. <laughs> that is actually such a good point. But on that, just like taking pictures in general, because, you know, it's all like, as you said, festivals are all about being in the moment. Mm. And um, oh, I was watching someone, uh, one, like an artist, and he said like, oh, we can tell when all of our favorite songs, we can tell when an audience is enjoying a song or like we're playing a banger because all we see is just like flashlights or yeah. phones. And so when we play our new music, no one's recording it because they don't know the songs yet. And I was like, it's so true. But also like the amount of footage I have on my phone from various festivals, which I will never, never watch, watch back. again. Like who watches back? <laughs> I see people there, right, filming for like minutes on end. I'm like, you're never gonna fucking watch that watch again. Just be I here. Get, but that's yeah. That I think, you know what that was gonna be my question to you because I like having a few videos here and there of like certain songs and stuff like that, or put onto my Instagram stories, but never watch them back because I'm very much. And I don't know whether this is an age thing, whereas. I want to live that. I'm never going to be in that field at that precise moment ever, ever again, watching whoever's on stage. Like, yes, I'd quite like to capture the moment, like on my phone, but I'm never going to look back at that. I don't ever want to be in a situation where I'm reliving a memory through a video. Like, I want to relive that memory by remembering how good it was, like talking about it with my mates rather than I mean photos are a little bit different but not like a minute long videos of me wailing along to like <laughs> Beyonce yeah, yeah Coldplay do you know what I mean like no one wants to hear that but yeah mm. put no, the phones away one. enjoy it throw some shapes 
but then when you enjoy something i find it so funny it's now our human condition that when we are enjoying something we want to document it and it makes sense right like you're having the best time ever you're like i want to remember this like as it is so badly so i think there's definitely a line but um yeah it's just an interesting one i'm just (laughs) reading some of the other things (laughs) okay we'll finish on one final one which i'm pretty sure everyone's done at some point but um when you sneak vodka in by putting it into water bottles then forgetting in the morning which is the water and which is the vodka waking up after the night out with the driest mouth guzzling the water to then realize it's the vodka gagging and horrifically trying to open the tent as you vom everywhere You know what, even hearing that, like, I feel like my taste buds in my mouth just went all, like, funny. It's the worst. Isn't it? It is the worst. And it's like, no matter, like, how you try, like, it it happens at least once every time you go to a festival. Have you ever been, like, that dehydrated in the morning? And sometimes, like, the only thing you've got is, like, a beer or something and had to... It helps, yeah. though. Hair of the dog it is does a thing. Hair of the dog. True. Speaking of um, decanting bottles, though, this is disgusting. One of my my group of guy mates, um, they all had to decant beers into their bottles for a festival we were going to, and one of them pissed in one of them and gave it to our other mate, who then drank it without realizing. I'm never going on a night out with you or your friends ever <laughs> it was so cruel and like still to this day we're like why did you do that it's horrible did he know so this no. thing your friend is walking around <laughs> still doesn't know he's drank a pint of piss oh no he found out he was like he got halfway through i think and then was like this definitely tastes funny <laughs> and everyone was like well, do you know what though? It says how unhyd no, how dehydrated your friends were if his wee was that yellow. Well, I don't know why day, that's my takeaway. Day two, day three. Oh, day two. I don't know why that's my takeaway from that. Not that. That's disgusting. Like, oh, your friend needs some water. <laughs> <laughs> Stay hydrated, kids. Number one festival rule. It's time for sing it, suck it. Is it a hit or are they talking shit? Literally my favourite part of the show. I say it every week. My friend voice noted me this morning and she was like, I'm loving Sing It or Sack It, by the way. I was like... Oh, oh I don't know what happened to... <laughs> 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 to sack that the right off. <laughs> so for any new listeners, Sing It or Sack It is a show, it is a segment where Taylor and I take a lyric each from a song and try to determine whether it is singable aka it is worthy of merit like the lyrics make sense and they're words we would live by or whether we sack it off because it's terrible advice slash makes no sense slash is just a little bit shit shit (laughs) just a little bit shit so so, taylor do you want to go first or shall i you know what i'm gonna because i've read yours and yours is really nice and i feel like it's quite timely but Mine was also from my my favourite festival headliner. And mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of cut the lyrics a little bit because <laughs> it's kind of, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But right. every time I hear this song, it gives me a kick up the arse. And it's Love the Way You Lie by Eminem and Rihanna. And the line goes, 
you don't get another chance. Life is no Nintendo game. And I'm going to sing it straight away because we are only here once. And if you don't take the chances or if you don't push yourself out of the comfort zone or kind of restrict yourself to fear, like you're going to miss out on so many incredible opportunities. Like we're both sat here now, like we we got out of the comfort zone. We like, like actually, no, we pushed past the fear. Like we went for it anyway. And mm. yeah. Now we're sat here with like our podcast is hitting the charts, like you're on the other side of the world. Like I'm like probably the happiest I've ever been. And it's like Aww. without that kind of mentality of like, fuck it, I'm here once. Life is no Nintendo game. I'd try to think where I'd be if I let that fear kind of control me. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. No, I, I, to- I totally it. agree. Obviously, you have to sing that. Um <laughs> but you was like, it's, nah, sucking it. <laughs> well, the only thing I would say is that I do think that life isn't a Nintendo game, true, but there are elements of the Nintendo game which you could take into your life. For example, you know, you reach the next level and you move on, and then like sometimes you fail and you have to redo the level. Do you know what I mean? Like life is Ooh. a little bit of a Nintendo game. But that's just me really being no, 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 that is that is brilliant. Because yeah, life is a little bit of like a Nintendo game. I loved, I loved this. This is why I love this segment <laughs> of the show. Because now I'm like, I thought you were going to go with long lines of like plumbing or something because of like Mario and <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> no, that's kind of flipped on its head a bit. Life is a bit of a Nintendo game. Sometimes there are levels that you can't quite get past, and you need to spend mm-hmm. a little bit more time on them before you mm-hmm. get past. And I do sometimes think that on the flop side of that as well you know a game is like a race right like whenever you play a game it's a race and sometimes yeah. life can feel like a race when actually the best things to do is just, just kind of pause. like let it let it happen press pause oh, oh but great great lyric choice love that you're welcome um, i'm also going to go from one of my favorite sets which was glass day 2019 George Ezra I know he's such a legend um so this is called a song called listen to the man which if you just take the title I'd be like sack it straight away but this (laughs) half the people who listen to the show would have sacked that straight away (laughs) they hate men (laughs) listen to the man no thank you um (laughs) but I find this the lyrics to this song are just They make me want to be in a relationship, which says a lot. (laughs) Um, But this specific bit, you don't have to be there, babe. You don't have to be scared, babe. You don't need a plan of what you want to do. Won't you listen to the man who's loving you? And when you read it like that, I'm kind of conflicted with it because he's there being, yeah, like he's there being this really supportive the song itself is like a guy supporting his girlfriend. Um, and there are there are other parts to the, I know it's only supposed to be that one bit, but he said um, the, the, the first lines of the song go, I feel your head resting heavy on your single bed. I want to hear all about it. Get it all off your chest. I feel the tears and you're not alone. When I hold you, I won't let go. And so it is beautiful. Like it's lovely, but... Yeah. 
the the cynic in me is like i you got to get through life on your own you're number one and while having someone else there to love you is really important i don't know do you know what i'm trying to say it's like you've got to get through that shit yeah i do but from someone who has kind of lived his life thinking yep i'm on my own like i don't need anyone's Mm. help also was a big downfall for me so Mm -hmm. sometimes having that person there who is going to kind of sometimes you do need to listen to your loved ones to be like Mm. okay I need it from another point of view not necessarily like the man but it's a difficult one it is a really like really difficult because there's certain I feel like the first couple of bits I would sing but then listen to the man bit I would actually I'd sack it yeah, won't you so listen to the know. man that's loving you? I do I do totally agree with you actually on that, that sometimes you just need that reassurance and you can go down a whole, like we've discussed on this podcast before where, mm-hmm. you know, in both of our lives, we've come up with these stories in our heads of how something's going to go and actually then it happens and it's nothing like what we thought it was going to yeah. be. <laughs> sometimes all it takes is for that person to level with you, whether that's in a relationship or not, and just be like, dude chill like you're gonna be fine yeah it's all gonna be What's okay so vienna's waiting for you vienna yeah <laughs> and i'll repeat um, from last week <laughs> little cheeky cheeky repeat you don't need a plan of what you want to do i think you do Singing need a plan it. george no i don't <laughs> think you do need a plan i don't think you do need a plan certain things need a plan but i don't think everything needs a plan some things you can't plan. True, true. If I had planned my life, I wouldn't have this podcast because what happened was I didn't obviously know what one would plan for. And now, now look at it. So mm-hmm. sometimes I think people miss out on some very beautiful moments if by sticking to the plan. Agree. Okay, let's sing it. Apart from the last bit about listening to the man. Yeah, I don't like listening to men. So unless it's me on this podcast, listen to this man, but not, <laughs> but not George. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'd listen to George all day long if I could. Love him. So. Love him. With the exception of Taylor James and George Ezra, don't listen to the man. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Do you know what I love though? And I feel like it's a kind of I was thinking about when you were saying it. But it's like these kind of songs that have very different meanings to different people. And especially at festivals, like looking back and like those kind of like memories or certain song lyrics that make you feel something like, I don't know what I feel like, because I feel I'm feeling all sorry for myself this episode, but hearing some of those lyrics and some of those songs actually really reminds you of like, you're not on your own. Like I don't, I'm not getting all soppy with it. But, you know, like hearing some like Adele songs, for example, George Ezra's songs of like him singing about like the bad times make you feel like I'm actually really human because mm-hmm. he's feeling that too. He's singing about it. So as much as like yeah. it's got these like it's really incredible kind of impact, I've never thought about it from that side of things before. But it's actually made me feel like oh yeah, I'm actually not on my own when I'm feeling these things because. Adele's feeling it, Ed Sheeran's feeling it, George Ezra's feeling it, Billy Joel's feeling it. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? It's like totally. we're all feeling it. Yeah. Are you feeling it? And I, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling it. it. <laughs> I'm feeling all the feels. 
but that's also what's beautiful about a festival because when you're there watching that music you share something with every single person that's there no matter where you're from or what your background is or anything like that like you and the person standing next to you are both sharing that like incredible moment oh (laughs) can we go and get fucked in a field now because this is just making me wait wait, hang on a minute i can't believe festival season's nearly over cry no miss it favorite time of year well thank you so much to everyone who's written in ignore taylor's judgment of you we still love you (laughs) i know i do love you i love your bravery and your honesty and your clattiness if i'm being honest (laughs) fair play to you keep doing what you're doing yeah (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back next week with another dreamy guest so stay tuned for that and as always if you liked this episode if you're new here we'd love to know what you thought give us a subscribe cheeky comment whatever you fancy oh it's so beggy ritual in it in it i hate <laughs> but we need that. it get involved <laughs> <laughs> we don't exist without you so uh i know it's beggy but please do it anyway thanks <laughs> <laughs> bye everyone <laughs>
See you soon.